Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist and now a health coach based in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. I started this podcast in 2020 to help you live a better life. And today, my guest says that her vegan diet was the worst decision of her life. And now she embraces me as a carnivore eater. Victoria Faraz is a 23-year-old girl from Atlanta, and she's having steak for dinner and for lunch. You'll get to meet her right after this. I love going to the website for Marlsgate.com. Marlsgate.com, it's hard to even define it in just a few sentences, but it is this historic property in Scott, Arkansas, a small community about 15 minutes from downtown Little Rock. And on this property that was built in the 1850s, the original home is there the pecan orchards, the acres of beautiful property, tenderly, lovingly cared for now by the Talbot family, just the third family of owners with this property. And they bought it in 2017. And wow, what they are doing in restoring it and keeping it up. And it's impressive. And not just Marlsgate, but it's everything really the Talbot family what they're doing in this community. Bo is a hustler and so is Martha Ellen. And that means you can see what they're doing with their heirloom foods, the culinary arts, the lodging they have by land and water. I love the restaurant, Scott Station. We're crazy about that restaurant. But for the rest of you, if you're wondering what Marlsgate is, it could be the perfect event location for your treasured event because this isn't just a venue this is somebody's home and it turns into a memory that's talked about for generations find out more by going to the website marlsgate.com i love meeting a listener to the lisa fisher said podcast especially when one says hey i shop at Akel's carpet one now because of you yeah, Akel's Carpet One is the stores that we talk about in central Arkansas that beat the big box store prices. And for those of you listening outside of the state of Arkansas, don't despair, my friends. You can go online to AkelsCarpetOne.com. You too can explore what they have. It's a really good interactive website, but you can see the tile. I'm looking at some right now. Explore tile. Carpet, explore carpet. Luxury vinyl. That's what everybody's going crazy for is the luxury vinyl. And you can see the different options. And then guess what? You can start talking to them about, let's talk about price. Let me tell you what they do at Akel's Carpet One. And let's everybody get quiet just a minute. They beat the big box door prices. Mm -hmm. Nobody else does that. I know that because I just built a home. And before I built this home, I had homes that needed new carpet, new flooring, new blah, blah. They have it all. I say everything now from the ceiling to the floor because they're doing these beautiful remodels in showers with all the bougie tile. They're doing the flooring. They're doing uh, the countertops. They're doing the backsplash. They're doing kitchens. So it's not just flooring. It's Akel's Carpet One and a whole lot of other things, but that's a really long website. So Richard Akel's just keeping it pretty simple because you know it. It's Akel'sCarpetOne.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. 
All right, this is my first vegan turn carnivore. You're kind of famous now. Was it the Daily <laughs> Mail that did the article on you? Who did the article that's given you all the attention recently? It was the Daily Mail UK and the New York Post. And so tell me your journey. Tell me how old, a girl, old uh, you are, um, where you're from, all the things, and then what made you switch from this to this? Right. So I'm 23 years old, and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I grew up eating a standard diet, nothing restrictive, but I had certain issues. And once I saw the vegan propaganda, all the healthy <laughs> stuff, organic, yes. and you lose weight and you're still healthy. So I was like, okay, let me give that a try. Why not? Um, growing up, I'm Brazilian background. So we used to eat a lot of yes, meat, meat and rice and yes, beans. beans and rice and meat. My daughter, my mm -hmm. future daughter-in-law is from Sao Paulo. She's here with really? me now. So yeah. we have chimichurri every night. We have picanha, but beans the and best. rice. Exactly. That's you have right. your little salads too. You know, the tomatoes that's right. and the lettuce. But um, very good food. However, growing up very kind of big boned, I would say I wasn't fat, but big boned. Also with the veganism, people were losing weight. And due to issues such as bloating that I've always had, the PMS symptoms that I've always had, acne, all that stuff with hypothyroidism, which I was diagnosed at nine years old. Wow. I figured, yeah. Wait, I let's figured, talk about that journey just a minute. Your mother must have had Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism to notice that something wasn't right. That's how my daughters got diagnosed so young. But it's, a, it's hard to get a diagnosis with anyone under the age of 16 because doctors don't want to impede your growth. How did that happen for you? And a lot of them don't know, like women even older, they don't know they have thyroid issues and they have all, the all these symptoms. Uh -huh. No, they know, doctor, they know something's wrong. Doctors will go, wrong. no, I think you're fine. Correct. So, exactly. So what was but your yeah, story with that? My mom did have, actually, she has Hashimoto's and hypo, like the hypothyroidism yeah. Hashimoto's. Right. So with me, we would always get checked because she right. wanted to know to prevent it. And she's right. always been into the nutrition and wellness stuff. We have a whole sprouts in like our cabinets with supplements wow. before awesome. carnivore, yeah. of course. Yeah. So a lot of things just led up to these changes in my life to where I am now. But yes, and then I was diagnosed with that at nine due to the checkups and everything. Oh, they said it's genetic, you know, family history. It's going to be like that forever. And I was going to be put on medication forever. As I mentioned a lot, I would always ask, am I going to come off this medication because <laughs> I was so young? And the answer would always be, no, this is a forever thing. Right. And when you're young, that's kind of dreading to hear all the time. But I figured maybe I could change something, you know, like there had to be a cure to fixing yeah. all the abnormalities that I felt. So that got me into the veganism stuff. I tried it out. It didn't work out for me. And I was- So how old were you when you delved into veganism? About 19. Okay. So Late you, 20, yeah, 1920. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, I did, a lot of people want to say, you didn't do it right. You didn't take the supplements or you didn't do this. You didn't do that. I did everything. I did everything correctly. And it was a hundred percent the correct food and the super organic food and the supplements and the, you know, teas or yeah, everything. I want to say the cleanses. I also do a lot of cleanses which is like the para, parasite cleanses, liver cleanses, because my mom is so into that. 
So yeah. I would always be doing these things. However, I think that is what kept me going because if I hadn't, I think I would have had more problems. But even doing all these things, I still had all the bloating symptoms, the fatigue, all of these things going on with me. And it just wasn't normal. I would go to the doctor and be like, I don't have energy. You know, I have sinus issues. I have TMJ symptoms. All of these things are happening in my body. And I know this isn't normal because I see people walking around full of energy and I don't have that. And it's like, no, that's normal. That's okay. So going into being vegan, it was all fun and games. And I lost a lot of muscle mass, which we know yeah. muscle mass is important to be healthy. I yeah. lost all my muscle mass and mm. it wasn't helping me at all. I started getting anxiety attacks that I never had in my life before. So I just decided one day I was out with friends and they were ordering hamburgers. And I decided, you know what, the usual, you know, the impossible burger, the vegan burgers. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna have real meat today. And I got a milkshake with that too, real milk. Usually it's, you know, almond milk and all of that. Right. So I just dived in. I said, you know what, I'm going to stop this and I'm going to try real fruit food. So I did. However, that didn't help me either. So even going back to eating a standard diet, it wasn't just veganism and then carnivore. It wasn't, oh, she's being so extreme just to get attention or something like that. It was never about that. It's really about just finding mm -hmm. something that fits me so I can be a functioning human being. Every they feel your day. best. You want to thrive. Yeah, exactly. So even going back to the standard diet, it didn't help me. If anything, it got worse. I had more breakouts that I also had never experienced in my life. My skin was breaking out so much. More hair loss and mm. just more bloating. I couldn't even look at food at this point because I would be bloated. And I would always ask my mom, is this normal to have like this little pouch all the time, you know, that we think, oh, it's just a gut, every woman, like, it's okay to have it. It's not okay to have it. You're just inflamed. Mm -hmm. And she found a post of a doctor about carnivore and she introduced me to it. At this point in my life, I was thinking, okay, what else do I have to lose? I don't feel okay. I've already tried going vegan. I eat regularly, how people tell me mm -hmm. to eat healthy ways. That's not helping me either. Mm -hmm. So I might as well give carnivore a try. And that's when everything changed and mm. the bloating has gone away. I wake up, not bloated. I eat, I'm not bloated. I'm not fatigued. I actually have energy. You know, my nails are stronger. And finally, I'm actually right now off the thyroid medication because wow. through my labs, everything is great. My doctor even said, when you look at your labs, you don't have hypothyroidism. You don't have hyperthyroidism. They're normal. So it changed my life. It changed my life. Totally did. So when did you flip the switch? When did you make the switch? To carnivore? Yeah. To full, to full. So you started 19, you became a vegan. You're, you're 23, you're 24 now? 23. 23. So, 23. Mm -hmm. so when, when in the, was it in the last year in 2023 it, that it, you did it? It was, it was. It's been, uh, I think it's going to do, I think eight months today. Yeah. Oh, eight months. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you're still new on this. Um, new. Okay. So Dave Asprey, the biohacker, I mean, the father of biohacking and many, many others in the health space all tried veganism to no avail. But as Dave Asprey says, veganism works when you're switching from a standard American diet. Anything is better than that because you are kind of cleaning up your diet 
by getting out rid of some things. He said, which everyone needs to adopt that lifestyle. He said, but the longer, especially for a man, because a man on a vegan diet, his testosterone plummets. And so if you're looking at fatherhood for a man, sperm counts will also dissipate or drop. Mm-hmm. Um, but a man's testosterone, testosterone isn't just, everyone thinks it's just about sex drive. It's really, it's what gives us uh, drive agency and ambition. So the ability to get up every day and to do things, you are probably ma- manipulating it, Victoria, by your, because women need testosterone. Yes. Uh-huh. In fact, it's almost more important to us than our, the three sex hormones. It, it's very, very important yes. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we want to continue to produce that. So you are probably, your testosterone levels were dropping, which probably dropped, you were saying you just didn't feel well. You, you didn't want to do things, yeah. you're bloated, all those things. Right now on carnivore, yeah, I'm big with the whole cholesterol hormone things, especially yeah. that people want to lower their cholesterol. I think it's crazy. We need, a, based on the range that they give us, we need a high cholesterol because we thrive off our cholesterol. They make our hormones. We need it. We, Not from have, seed oils, no, but no. from, right. You, yes, from, well, the saturated beef. fats. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we need it from the meat we eat. We that we eat, and those of us who do eat a more meat based diet, my cholesterol's high, and my my provider even knows. Not, I mean, I'm not going to do anything. I mean, so what does that mean? Like, it means nothing. It. Uh-huh. it means nothing because all my other markers. Now, if I were overweight yeah. and smoked and didn't get sunlight every day and didn't ground and didn't exercise, then cholesterol's just one of the things showing you that you're unhealthy at that point. But mine, mine shows that I'm healthy because my sex hormones work well. They communicate well. And I make, I'm trying to make the best vitamin D I can. I wonder what your vitamin D has done because we know that it's made, we have to have cholesterol to make good vitamin D. You are dark eyed and dark hair and dark skin. And the closer your, your original family, your family of origin is to the equator, you often have mm-hmm. a lower vitamin D. Do you, do you know what your vitamin D is? Yeah, I actually do take um, vitamin D with K2 and A. K2, okay, yeah. Yeah, so it always kind of fluctuates. If I stop taking the supplement, it will go down. Right now, it's actually low. It it was high. It was in the 90s, and now it went down to like the 55s. That's still good. That's still really good. We start worrying when somebody has it under 30. And we don't love 40, but... Yeah, um, no, I need it, to get it higher. Is, good, <laughs> but it, yeah, good. it's not the worst thing, but I knew, I want to pick it back up. Did you because, know that certain ethnic groups, though, do have... Uh, it's more difficult for them to, to get higher vitamin D. So that's pretty impressive. Yours was in the 90s. What do you think that was from? Do you get a lot of sunlight every day? The supplementation. And the supplement... So, mm-hmm. okay, so some of us... Um, the, some of us with Hashimoto's often ha- also often have vitiligo, and with vitiligo, okay. sometimes our vitamin D receptors are wonky, so it's harder for me to absorb. So I, I'm doing really, really high vitamin D right now to repigment my skin, um, which is another story. This is not medical advice, anybody listening. We're just talking about what we're doing. Um, so that's really, that's really good to know that you do absorb the vitamin D well. 
Mm-hmm. That, that's I, plus. When I first started carnivore, I, I took everything off. I said, I'm going in. Started You just started over with and just cleaned your plow? Mm-hmm. Yes, like no just, supplements, no nothing, just okay. the meat. I was doing extremely high fat. I was eating a lot of fat more than meat. And I found that actually is best for me today, higher fat. A lot of people want to do carnivore. They think it's only eating meat, and it's not because our bodies need fat. Our thyroid they needs do. fat. Our, yeah, every they do. Cholesterol, our hair, hormones, our skin, everything, yes. Needs the fat. And with the estrogen on carnivore, it actually went up. So I, it's actually the way actually my doctor explained it to me was that it was converting well with the fat. Yes. It was producing like more estrogen. And Good. my estrogen was always lower, actually. So, so okay. Well, did you have PCOS? Are you talking about acne and some other things? Do you think you had polycystic ovarian syndrome or do you know? Not, not to that extent, no. Because what often, what can happen with a vegan diet, because the carb consumption is so high, and that for somebody who's already in the PCOS camp, which means she is insulin resistant, Mm -hmm. so the root of PCOS is insulin resistance, but what perpetuates insulin resistance is more carbs. So sometimes these girls with PCOS are in vegan diets. Faces covered in acne, not having a cycle and ovulatory, meaning not ovulating, and also not having um, a monthly cycle, which a monthly cycle, my um, original endocrinologist who treated my thyroid disease 25 years ago always said that is one of the biggest barometers for a female. So, anyone listening, if your cycle isn't 28 days or thereabouts, and if you don't have a five day period with a heavy first day, you need to look into it. So I'm, that's just kind of a blanket statement everyone needs to understand. But it is also, um, we're at a point right now, Victoria, the, our, your generation, it's the highest infertility we've ever seen. That has, carnivores don't have, typically, I'm not making a blanket mm-hmm, statement, mm-hmm. carnivores typically don't have infertility problems because carnivore helps the body um, synthesize the hormones, mm-hmm. including your sex hormones, and the highest infertility and the lowest testosterone levels of the last, you know, that we've ever known. And that's to diet. That's why everyone is sick, dying. We have more people in the hospitals. That's what they want. And people don't realize that. I always say they want to talk about how politicians can be bought. Doctors and scientists can also be bought. <laughs> Every day. Right. They're not here to help you like that. And people are just getting sicker and sicker and they don't realize it. They're so used to, even I was, I was so used to living bad that I didn't know what good health was until I found it. Now I look back and I'm like, okay, that was bad health. That wasn't good health. And so people are so used to living badly. They don't know what good health is that once you say these things, they're like, oh no, you know, this is normal. My headache, this is normal. No, I'm bloated. This is normal. Or I'm having cramps to the point where I'm dying. Oh, that's normal. No, that's not normal. <laughs> have your have your cramps changed with a new diet? Yes. I used wow. to have really, really bad cramps um, to the point where my mom, she couldn't even leave me alone once I was in the cycle because my blood pressure would drop. I would take the Midols. I would take the chamomile teas, mm. lemon ginger, all of mm-hmm. that. Just time helped. 
a lot of nausea, a lot of vomiting. It's awful. It's awful. Mm -hmm. It was, I couldn't function as a human when it came to that time of the month. Now I can function as a human. Actually, maybe this is too much information, but just like last week, no, no cramps at all. No cramps at all. It was amazing. And even the duration, it was really, it was like my period would be seven days long. And yeah. it would be more heavy and then light and then heavy, and then heavy and then again. Light. Mm -hmm. Yep. And now it's like four or five days, as you were saying. Yeah. And it's it starts heavy, then it goes light. It's like it's perfect. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so did you go full on Michaela Peterson and do the lion diet when you when you first, when you after you had that hamburger that day and the milkshake, which the milkshake, you know, those are A one cows that often give us a lot of bloating and cause a lot of GI distress. I, I probably, I mean, if I had ice cream, it would, it would be very, you know, like that, it'd be uncomfortable. Um, so did you go full on Michaela Peterson and do the lion diet? At that time? No, I, I started just eating everything for when I stopped the veganism, I went back to eating everything. Weren't you starving? Eight months you know ago. what I mean? Because you were undernourished. I was, I was. Even though you, your weight may have been higher. So it shows that you can be malnourished and still have a high number on the scale because the scale is really not the best barometer. There are other markers we have to look at. One, how do you feel? Are you bloated? Do you have brain fog? All those things. So you may have weighed more, but I bet you were malnourished. I, a lot of people also want to say, oh, I'm vegan. Look at me. I'm thriving. I look great. I was skinny. So if you, if you looked at me, people oh. would be like, oh my gosh, she's the healthiest person I've ever seen. I was nearly dying <laughs> inside. <laughs> so it's it's not about what's outside. It's what are these labs looking like? How are you yeah. really feeling? What's going and how on how do you inside? feel? Right. Yeah. How do you feel? I was just reading an article today um, about women who are my age who are saying, well, is so I'm 60, but they said by okay. 50, you should be, you, everyone has aches and pains by 50. And so 60 is worse. Not Not when you, eat the diet that's best for you. And, and I'm not, again, not bio-individuality. This may not be for everybody. Mine's a meat-based diet. I get, like I said, I get sunlight every day. I work out. I lift weights. I get red light therapy, you know, all these things. So I'm like, no, I'm 60 and I have no aches and pains. So I want anyone listening to especially know that a girl in her 20s who has aches and pains and doesn't feel well, that is a full-on caution light. I mean, alert alert exactly. people should have you know you, i'm glad you fought for yourself and you started looking into it and it, so it was just by happenstance you just a burger fell in your mouth and uh, a milkshake and you started realizing wow that tasted good and wow i missed it because isn't meat satisfying it is it, it is and it's how it satiates us Totally. When you, eat it, you don't crave in the beginning. Yes, you're going to crave because you're trying to break that compulsion of other things. But yeah. once you really get into it, all you crave is that meat and that More fat. Meat. And you don't want anything else because nothing else can satisfy you like the meat can and the fat. But yeah, the so I did that. I started going back to eating everything, and then a, like a few months passed. I think maybe what a year maybe, and then I got introduced into carnivore. Once I did carnivore, I did go 100% in. I jumped in with two feet. Luckily okay. for me, I didn't experience the full oxalate dumping symptoms or the carnivore flu. It was a very smooth transition, which I'm thankful for because my mom tried to do it. She's 52. 
and she has she's had celiac she's had asthma she's had a, the hashimotos also with sinus issues she's had yeah. she has one kidney that isn't even functioning at 100%. So Ugh. she was like, I have to try this too. And she went through it with the oxalate dumping. We So thought- let's talk about that. So we talk about the mm-hmm. keto flu. I guess I never had the carnivore flu. I must have had a pretty low carb diet. And I've been an intermittent faster for so long, okay. so it didn't bother me. But tell me some of the symptoms then of that carnivore flu or oxalate dump- dumping. For me, it may be... It was like a few days, not even a week. I did feel more weak, and I think it was a detox process. Yeah, I it believe wasn't it. anything major, but I did feel a certain impact where I was like, okay, I really feel like I just got ran over by a truck. My yeah. body was um, just very weak. Wow. It's a pretty big statement. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually smooth, though. It's a big statement, but it was smooth. Okay. okay. Um, and then it just like went away. But my mom, and I say it was smooth because I saw my mom, and she was having so much pain, so much pain. Her body was just very, her stomach got to the point where it was very inflamed and to like, it was abnormal. It was just really sticking out. It was hard. And she was like, I feel like I'm going to die. But it was the oxalate process that I think was just too much on her kidney that she had Mm. that even wasn't functioning hundred percent. She was having how do I say fevers? She was having fevers wow. on and off because of the oxalate dumping. And she was like, I can't do this. I need to go to the hospital. And we, because we knew the doctors in the carnivore community, we were like, no, no, no. If you go to the hospital right now, they're going to want to do so many things. It's not even worth it. You're going to be fine. And we kind of just controlled it with some teas that she made herbs and she would incorporate a little bit of oxalates back into the diet. And I'm looking, I usually keep my salt. If you keep salt with you, I keep salt everywhere through my house. Sometimes if you're having a bad time or a headache or hunger or anything, she's probably low on electrolytes too. She was having it all. She was having it all though. That's the funny thing. And we do drink the salt in the water. Good. The Celtic salt and also Redmond's yep. real salt. Yeah, I don't Redmond. Know which one's mm-hmm. your favorite? Well, Redmond does. I just found these. I was traveling out okay. west, and Redmond does. Have you seen the little bitty? It's a six pack or... of little salts that you grab with oh, you, take okay. with you. It's a travel salt. Okay. It's really perfect for the carnivore okay. intermittent faster. I mean, it really is made for us. And so I keep it. I keep one in my purse. I keep one at my desk. I keep one all through the house. And because often great. we say in the intermittent fasting world, if you're experiencing headache, cramping, um, mm-hmm. a little nausea or hunger when you think I shouldn't be hungry, it's electrolytes. So I put some in the, it's a teeny tiny bottle. I mean, it's the size of your thumb and you can keep it in your purse. I mean, I look like a some like I'm taking hits of something. I'm going, I'm hit, throwing it back. And mm. then magically, I feel so much better. Yeah, she was do she was on like taking electrolytes and everything. However, I think again, it was just because she has so many things going on. Yeah, it she was had a really detox. Yeah, yeah she, had, she had a lot going on. I, I can see that. And so, did she stick with it? She did for a few months, and then she came off of it. Right now, she's not. She's trying to maintain it. She's been more weak into leaning into more carbs and she's not a hundred percent me. And you, and you know what, this is, this is really, I mean, I know you're the, the older you get, the more you're going to feel this way. 
And that is giving people permission to have the diet that they've chosen. Again, there's no judgment to me. Like people come to me and say, oh, I shouldn't be eating that. And I go, I don't know what you should be eating. You only (laughs) know what you should be eating because you know what's best for your body. And some people do need more carbs than others. And that's great. Isn't it great that we're all different? You know, we all vote different. We all look different. We (laughs) all have different shoe sizes. I mean, you know, we're just all different. So your mother, and again, I I know it may be part of her genetic disposition too. Is she full 100% Brazilian? She is, uh huh. But she knows she needs to do the meat because it did help her yeah. in the beginning. Like we all know, and the whole thing with, oh, are you type A blood? Are you type B? Yeah. This is why you should be eating. No, no, God didn't do that. I'm <laughs> type like- A, and it says <laughs> I should too. be a vegan. <laughs> okay, too. then you know. I'm like, no, did- I I do better with meat. When did you start carnivore or meat based? Um, so I started so because of my vitiligo, Joe Rogan. Okay did a podcast. I heard a podcast in July of 2021. So about from when we were recording about 15 months, I can't do math, but something like that, 15 months ago or so. And um, my husband and I like to travel, get in a car and we drive out West. We're in Little Rock, middle of the country, and we drive to Utah and Colorado. And so I got Paul Saladino's book, which was which was pretty tough. I mean, he was pretty harsh in 2019. He has since then backed down just a little bit. <laughs> He's not quite as militant in his views. And we listened to that book and we really looked at each other and both said, we should be doing, I mean, why aren't we doing this? So, and then Joe Rogan every January, because it's National Carnivore Month, will do, and, and maybe that's what I heard, an old episode. So I just did it to see what it did for me. And I realized that nightshades probably bother me, which is pretty common. And I love tomatoes, onions, garlic, I think eggplant, those are all nightshades. Um, But by removing them, all of a sudden I noticed and removing all gluten, wheat, um, my hepatitis is gone. um, The arthritis in my big toe is gone. I mean, just that's what I'm saying. So sure, could I eat all those things? Sure. But I don't want to feel that way. So I don't. With my Brazilian daughter-in-law, though, um, because she is from Sao Paulo, she's been in the States now not even a year. And so she misses a lot of fruits because Brazil, a tropical, you know, a country that close to the equator, obviously has so many beautiful fruits that we don't even get in the U.S. So we do have some more fruits in the house. And I do see with her genetic predisposition, she does love meats. Again, I do picanha now all the time, which is, you, it's harder to find in the U.S. I think it's a sirloin end cap if anyone wants to try to find it. it it's the as good as a beef. Yeah. Have you had, do you ever have it in the U.S., the picanha? All the time. So if it, anyone has a Costco near them. Yeah. Oh, so Costco sell, has it. Okay. Yes. It's the top sirloin cap and it comes with two okay. of them. Okay. So and those are the words great. we're looking for in the U- U.S., sirloin cap or top sirloin cap. So that makes a lot of sense. Y'all, it's as good as a beef tenderloin or ribeye in that you slice it. I put mine in a sous vide. I sear it. I slice it and have stuff with it. So I'm watching kind of her eat and she, her genetic makeup is beans and rice. She does. I've got to get a pressure cooker because that's, she does dried beans. I don't do canned beans, obviously in Brazil. Um, But she does love beans and rice and she loves meat and she misses, and she misses her 
you know, fruits from her native country. So, and I do see, like your mother, there may be some things about her that her body does crave it more. Those of you loyal listeners to my podcast know I've been talking about dogtalktv.com. That's a website where you can go right now and you can buy some books to teach your family about the responsibility of pet ownership. The author of many of those books is a Little Rock resident, and she's very generous to the dogs and all the animals of the world, but especially here in central Arkansas. Pat Becker Wallace is the author of many of those books. She's had an award-winning PBS show. She works very hard in central Arkansas for different charities, but especially the dog rescues. So we know that the charities, the dog charities, animal charities, often get county and city money, but often the rescues do not. They are no-kill shelters, and things are a little different. So she works really hard to raise money for these groups. Dogtalktv.com is where you can buy some books and it benefits the local rescues. But this is the other thing she wants to remind you of just this month, just today, because it's a day that ends and why? Donate to a rescue near you. In Central Arkansas, we have Central Arkansas Rescue Effort Care, and we also have Out of the Woods. Wherever you're listening from, I would love to hear the charities and the rescues that you can help in your area. You can save a dog's life today. For more information, go to dogtalktv.com. With all the chatter that I, all the words that I use to express my love for intermittent fasting, I'm going to use that same passion to tell you, (laughs) express my love for beef davidsburgers.com. That's right. That's our go-to hamburger place. When we go as a family, when my husband and I go, it's just a great place for the entire family because of the type of beef they use. They are known for their quality beef there at David's Burgers. You know, they've been in the burger business for a long time. Under this iteration, it has been 10 years and there are 10 locations. But what I want you to know is those restaurants are designed in the spirit of the butcher shops of the 50s and 60s. This is when people really understood the cut of meats that were involved. And guys, they have really good meat there. You could even buy some things in their freezer section, not the ground beef, of course, but you can get some of their beef and serve it for your family and impress everybody. And then you can cater an event. I did that in December and I won favorite relative award with that one. We had burgers for 20 people and it was also good. They would have even dropped it off, but I went and picked it up. They said, next time we'll deliver. I said, gotcha. So those are just some of the things I know about David's Burgers. I know that the Bubba's family owns the chain and they support many adoption charities in central Arkansas. I love their family. I love their food. You will too, davidsburgers.com. I really feel the best by eliminating that unless I do eat local fruits in season. Do you, have you done that yet? So yeah, that's the big thing with fruits. We get a bunch of things in from every single place all the time. So it's just like, so, eh. so let's talk about what's on those fruits. They have to be sprayed down with so many chemicals. So that's what she's wanting fruits from Brazil. But I said, they will be poisoned by the, and they'll be three weeks old by the time you get them in the U S They'll have been traveled, they've, you know, shipped, they're here, they're bugs, there's chemicals, 
And so it's not the fruits that she's going to get from Brazil. So that's why those of us in the carnivore space say, and really anybody in the health space now is saying, eat local fruits and vegetables in season, you'll feel better. Your body will thank you. Your microbiome will thank you. Yeah, that's so, correct. Uh, so do you, in Atlanta, Georgia, you're a little bit further south than we are, but you have beautiful I, peaches in the summer and tomatoes I, probably in the summer. I haven't gone out to locals to search for the fresh stuff. Okay. But uh, I try you, to just not, stick- You're not even interested maybe. I'm, yeah, I'm not even interested just because of the fructose. It is sugar. <clears throat> and I yeah. feel as if true. if I start incorporating that, it's going to give me cravings for something else. The same That's thing true. with the raw milk. I try to uh, play with that a little bit. I thought I was intolerant. Turns out I'm actually not intolerant to milk for like, what, 23 years of my life. I thought wow. I was intolerant, right? And then I drink raw milk and it, I didn't feel anything. But I did notice that me putting it in coffee, a raw cream, yes. I did, I was more hungry and I was yeah. craving more things. So I was like, okay, yeah. this is good, but I need to weigh off of it because it's going to take me off my me based. Okay. So you make the switch and then you dabble and then you make the full on rip the bandaid off. And what were the meats you chose then as part of your daily regimen in picanha, probably because of your native yeah. Brazil was one of them. Yeah. Picanha, um, ribeye. I started with ribeye because, because of, of the fat. Pills. Yeah, that yep. too. And mm -hmm. actually the picanha sits right on top of the ribeye. Oh, the, it, on the, oh. Uh -huh. okay. So with the picanha. Yeah, it's close to, it. I know it's close. To okay. It, yeah. I could see that um, with the picanha. Do you cook it with the fat cap on it? And then do you cut the fat cap off? Or as a carnivore, are you eating the fat cap? I eat the fat, all of the fat. You do? Yes. Okay. Don't cut any of it off. They actually okay. sell cap off and cap on. You always want to make sure you're reading and buying cap on because they sell both. And oh, uh -huh. so okay. I do buy the cap on. I keep all of the fat. My dad, actually, he isn't into the carnivore stuff. And he was even saying, I feel depressed looking at you eat because you only eat meat. <laughs> and he likes to have his tomatoes, his salads, his fruits, and he brings in all of this stuff. And I'm like, you're literally dying. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. But then he's like, oh my goodness, my knees hurt. And I'm like, are you really fine? I know. <laughs> but it's all of that stuff. So well, yes, the, the so, meats. Okay. What's interesting in this conversation is usually it's the daughter is the vegan and the dad who's like, um, you know, on the Flintstones when they had the raw steak there. Um, usually it's the dad who wants the meat and the steaks. I'm surprised he, like anytime I tell this to, like if my husband and I are out to dinner or I'm talking to people in a group, we're talking about a meat-based diet, you know, carnivore diet, the man's always nudging the woman saying, see, I don't have to have those stupid salads <laughs> exactly. and kale. But it's, it's in your case, it's the opposite. Yeah. He, he, he thinks we do need meat. However, he doesn't think we only need to eat meat. He thinks we need to eat everything. We need the rice. We need the beans. He eats rice every day, you know, Brazilians. Oh, but, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, again, that goes back to our native, our country of origin that I can yeah. see how it's more comfortable for him. And that's an another topic that's interesting because a lot of women they get discouraged doing carnivore because when you go out and you order a piece of steak, it's not very ladylike. 
and people are, why aren't you getting a salad? You know, know. or, oh my goodness, she's eating chicken wings. It's kind of like, "Eh." however, um, I think, and I want to put out there, you know what? It's hot. Like you're eating a piece of steak (laughs) and you're not eating oxalates trying to be like everyone else. Yeah. No, that's the one. She's the one. She knows what she's doing. Especially your age group, because you really are in an age group where people are going out and getting acai bowls or whatever that's called, which I don't know why my computer just did balloons, balloons. but that that was fun. (laughs) Darren, we'll have to look into that. Um, My my Riverside just did balloons. Um, But now I saw people are now we have an acai bowl place here in Little Rock and someone brought me one once. And so I'd already I'd, I'd eat, I would never eat it on empty stomach because of the glucose spike, obviously, mm-hmm. but I did want to taste it because I want to know what this is all about. It's a total sugar bomb. Have you had one? It's, yeah. it has granola in it, which I don't really eat grain. So I kind of push it to the side. They kind of get soggy because it was like granola and yogurt, tons of fruit and high fructose fruit. It was raspberries, pineapples, bananas, and Y'all, it's like a dessert. I mean, it's definitely a dessert. It is not something you should eat for breakfast, my opinion. And people are doing that. They put all of this stuff and they're like, oh, look how beautiful. I'm so healthy. And these, the oats as well, and their little bowls with cinnamon on top and the bananas for breakfast. I'm like, it's poison. For breakfast. And then they for look breakfast. at us. They look at us eating bacon and eggs and we're crazy. And we look at them like, no, they're think crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> well, um, have you been to LA recently? I haven't. Because, you know, L.A. is a city of vegans and everything, everything has the vegan option and it's a religion. You know that it's it's a political party and it's Mm -hmm. a religion. So when you have a different political view from somebody, people, hmm. And then if you have a different religion. So in L.A., everything is all about, you know animals and global warming, which you and I could discuss with people easily Mm -hmm. that farting cows is about 3% of, (laughs) I think it's 3% of gas emissions and that that may have changed that number, but it's not much. It's not. Yeah. It's the vegan substitute. It's your impossible burger. That's harming the environment way more than what my little farting cow does. Plus, you'll see videos because, of course, my algorithm, since this is my interest and I follow Ken Berry and Sean Baker and Paul Saladin, all these thought leaders in the carnivore space. So my my algorithm does show me things with that viewpoint, which is great. But they'll show how many insects and things are killed in order to have one vegan option, like mm-hmm. what it does to the environment. Is really harms it. And no one talks right. about that. I also say plants are living things too. Why aren't we caring about the plants? And <laughs> they're eating plants. Thank you for being so sensible. <laughs> and yeah, it's crazy. And I understand because I feel we all try to do it with our good intentions. Like when I was doing veganism, I wasn't trying to do what's the worst thing for myself. I went into it thinking I was doing the right thing. But sure, one thing I, I learned, that. right? One thing I learned is a lot of people are closed-minded, and they don't want something different than they already believe in. And I don't. I it's hard for me to understand that. 
what I love about the carnivore community, I also mention it, mention it a lot, is that people don't take no for an answer and they're curious and they yes, go out and very look for curious. Things. They're open-minded. And very. If, you t- if you tell us something, we're going to go look into it, you know? Even if we don't agree, we're going to go look into it. And, but when you look at vegans, it's very just narrow. Well, it's a religion. That's it. I was there, it's just, that's the way to say it. Yeah, a whole little cult. But, it is, um, totally. My whole views, views have changed ever since going carnivore, getting out of that, stop being a sheep of the system. Thank Everything you. has changed. My political uh, views have even changed. I'm Everything sure. has changed because, no. yeah. I totally you start see seeing that. the truth, and it's crazy. Your, your views on COVID changed. Mm-hmm. Your views on health. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're talk. Just talk about your vitamin D. We know during COVID, we know comorbidities with COVID included things like low vitamin D. Did the government ever pass out vitamin D supplements with K two and uh, D three and K two? No, they exactly. passed out COVID shots. So. There is so much you can do for your health without ever asking the government for any help. And that's all I want people to do. I always say, I don't care if you have 19 COVID shots and boosters. I really don't care. I don't get a commission either way, whether you do it or you don't. I just want to make sure people have the information and knowledge to go to the next step. Or if you're doing it blindly, if you're doing it as a sheep, you know, just say, oh, I'm just following the crowd. Don't follow the crowd. Just, and I say that, I mean, my podcast is really devoted now in the last six months. I've done a lot of people do cancer alternative treatments and they are thriving, Victoria, thriving. And they've never had chemo or radiation. Now I their pro- provider has told them there's the door, get out of my office, never come back because it doesn't help their system, their business model. But I just want to say, I haven't had cancer. I don't know. You know, I, I know I, I have a feeling what I would do or what I wouldn't do, right? but right. I, I haven't walked that path. So I don't make a judgment. I don't care. I just want to make sure people are informed. And then after the information, if you look at all the things about veganism and then all the things about carnivore, then I want you to look and you decide and whatever works for you. Here's something Sean Baker posted this week. I, I almost need to find it on my device. Um, it was in an Instagram post that he had yesterday and he said, So a few weeks ago, Harvard um, had a study about the carnivore diet and that it reversed type 2 diabetes, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there was, that that was a Harvard study. And then there was another Harvard study a few weeks later with an epidemiologist, which is a different specialty. Here it is. Harvard study on carnivore diet showing red meat diet leads to diabetes reversal. Crickets from media. Nobody read it. Harvard epidemiological study showing weak association between red meat and diabetes. Front page of every news media outlet. People need to listen to that and see things are shadow banned. Things don't follow the cricket eating narrative is shadow banned. What we're talking about, YouTube, YouTube just uh, pulled one of my episodes with somebody who talked about alternative cancer therapies because it said, we don't feel like what you're saying is safe for people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, 
it, it makes me nutty. But I just want, this was from just in the last few days. So October 19th, 2023, you can look at Dr. Sean Baker, uh, Sean Baker, 1967 on Instagram. And, and he can, started incorporating fat, right? He started incorporating butter. And um, some carbs because of a neck injury he has. Mm -hmm. So again, that's what we're trying to say. I'm not dyed in the wool in this. It's it's what's working for me. But if anything stopped working for me, I'm not going to die in that hill for that is my point. Whatever stops working for me, then I might have to incorporate some carbs someday. Right now, I just feel great. Like it's exactly. almost two o'clock here. Um, my husband fried the hamburgers at lunch. And so I'll go eat one because that's truly what my body craves. And y'all, yeah. it's the cheapest thing to eat is hamburger meat and eggs. So, so we eat a lot of hamburger meat, eggs. Sometimes I'll do as much high fat yogurt as I can find. Um, do you eat any dairy then if besides the raw milk? Do you have anything else? Have you had yogurt? No, no yogurt. Just butter. But Wait, have you done the bake? burnt butter bombs or the but they butter put bites. them in butter bites tell me about that explain that to me in i saw the, the recipe today i'm gonna make them today <laughs> they're great it's like little white chocolates when we don't have it but yeah. in the beginning that actually saved the cravings we were doing everything with the different it's, ingredients it's so high in fat the so butter the butter bites and yes. there was like egg white cookies or something like that. We tried everything oh, just to okay. stop the cravings. Yeah. But butter bites does help a lot. For me, so, I kind of weaned off of that okay. for now. Because you don't want to treat yourself? Just because it doesn't taste the same to me today as it did in the beginning. Really? So your yes. palate has really changed. It has changed. It has. And I don't do seasonings, sometimes very rarely on the meat. Just salt because it does take away just, I love the butter taste, the salt yeah. taste, and the yeah. just meat taste. That's the best thing. Anything else kind of ruins it for me. Um, in the beginning, I would also eat butter. Just if I was hungry, let me cut a little piece of butter, put it in my right. mouth, let me eat it. Now, I don't do that because I, I just eat the meat. Okay. But I did do that in the beginning. Yeah. Butter bites are fun though. They are fun. My mom loves it. But I tell her to not do it because he's also eating sugar and we don't want to combine the two things together. That's right. Sugar is the poison. But you're right. Sugar yeah. combined with the other things. I mean, and Sean Baker says it. Stop blaming meat for what sugar has done or carbs have done. Yeah. So with the butter bite things, you have to have a silicone mold. You cook. Do you do salted butter or unsalted butter? Unsalted. Salted is nasty don't do it <laughs> oh really <laughs> that's it's interesting very salty it's very okay. salty it's too much and, mm -hmm. so and then you whisk butter, it or you use like a frother to let it melt and then just you're whisk it in the pan it? until okay. it turns caramelized once it starts turning caramelized you know it's ready you pour it into a glass container and then just put it in the mold let it freeze for maybe 20 30 minutes and okay it's ready yeah i'm totally gonna do that today just for a little treat because that sounds really good. And I've seen Steak and Butter Gal, Bella. I've seen her, um, y'all, she really takes a stick of butter that she keeps on the counter and she, or maybe in the yeah. refrigerator, and she actually bites off some. Goes about her day. Uh-huh. Isn't that amazing? Exactly that. Okay. Now tell me, now when we talk about, I'm looking at the time here because I, I don't want to go over, but I mean, we've got to talk about these things. Um. 
regular cycle now, no thyroid medicine, no okay. supplementation besides the vitamin D. Any, do you do magnesium or anything? So and when I first started, I took everything off. Now I decided to incorporate things back because I'm not 100% healed. Like I was saying, it's eight months now. Okay. 23 yeah. years of eating badly. I'm not going to yeah. heal overnight. You're right. You're <laughs> People right. going to carnivore thinking they're going to find the miracle over like right. the next day. It's not like that. It's a whole journey. It's a process. So yeah. I decided to incorporate the supplements back in because I know that I still need them as I'm healing my body. Right now, I am still taking the vitamin D with the A and the K. I'm taking okay. iodine, oh, magnesium. Mm-hmm. Magnesium's magical. Yeah, magnesium's good. It is. And even I noticed also my cortisol levels still may be a bit off. Eating fat definitely improved my insomnia because I couldn't sleep at night. And eating fat did improve it. But because again, I'm not 100% healed while it has improved. I do think I needed, you know, you got to tweak some things here and there. Cortisol levels as as well. So I've started taking some cortisol uh, supplements. It has helped me a lot as well. I feel like more energized in the morning. And even the meat, I feel like, you know, I'm just finding my way through it. But definitely taking supplements. Yeah, and And, reincorporating. And again, it's a season too. The TMJ symptoms that I had. Oh, yeah. I always thought it was because of braces that I had like 10 years ago. Yeah. But it actually, I think it was just all the inflammation, the oxalates, the sugar. And once I went carnivore, the pain went away, no more popping, no more pain. And what I notice is if I go and eat something like bread or fruit, or I try, oh, let me have a cucumber, I start getting jaw pain again. It's like a Tylenol. If, if, if I eat it, it knows right where to go. And I'm like, this is so weird. That's amazing. So, I try to stay off of it because I know the effects that's going to happen to my body. And a lot of people question, would you ever do this or that? To some point, I also think, like you said, maybe I will go back to, you know, eating something low carb, low oxalate. But as for right now, I don't see why I should be doing that because if I do go off carnivore, I feel the pain in my body. That's amazing. Just like Uh, that. Yeah. We call that a self-correcting error. You just don't even want to do it. Now, um, when you did vegan, were you low fat? You'd have to be because there's no fat. It's all carbs. Grains. (laughs) Grains. <laughs> grains, yeah. Uh-huh. So that, I tell you, it's all that chewing all those grains. Steak is easier to chew than all the granola and the breads and the rice and the the things not that to, whatever you to, would be eating. Not to mention you get a free facelift because you're just <laughs> munching on the meat. So your jaw's getting stronger. My face, I feel like it has changed. That's you funny. know, it was more inflamed and now it's more like, you yeah, know, that's funny. getting a little... Now, what about hair loss is a big thing that people will see um, a change or in their hair growth patterns. What have you seen? Honestly, due to the hypothyroidism, I've always dealt with hair loss. So to me, on carnivore, it didn't get worse. Okay. But I do have on it, I think the hair loss, it's normal a little bit here and there to my experiences. I do want one day to not have any hair falling out. Yeah. You know, same. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, no, it hasn't. I haven't had any hair loss experience with carnivore itself. If anything, like I have nothing bad to say about carnivore because everything only got better, nothing got worse. Even if it didn't improve 100%, n- nothing got worse. 
Now, do you eat in a time-restricted manner and all, or do you eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, several times a day? What's your schedule? I don't count calories. If I'm hungry, I eat. (laughs) If I'm not, I don't. If it's really about listening to your body, if I want more fat, then I'm going to eat more fat. I love pork belly. A lot of people don't like it, but I love pork belly. Yeah, I do like pork belly. Yeah. Now, do you eat chicken at all? Because, you know, chickens eat, don't have the diets that we really want. So have you ever, it's not as good. Once you have steak, you don't have to get the chicken breast at the restaurant anymore. A lot of people want to talk about, oh, you need a chicken breast for the protein. I'm like, no, just go eat a steak. (laughs) Just go eat a ribeye. You don't need a chicken. But because it has no nutrients, there's no point. So no, I don't eat any chicken breast. However, I do enjoy some chicken wings made in butter, a lot of butter. It's so good, crispy. Yeah. I think every once in a while you eating that is okay. Uh, Yeah. Do you have an air fryer? Yes. Girl, my son brought one because he's staying with us. I have, we have chicken wings now all the time that y'all, that thing is magical. It is. Where has it been all my life? I thought it was another gimmick. It is not a gimmick. And someone told me the best steak they'd ever had was cooked in an air fryer. It's amazing. It is. I've never used the air fryer so much as now on carnivore. Now, so it's a Friday, you know, what do you drink alcohol at all? No alcohol due to the fact that I cannot put that sugary drink into my body. I just keep thinking I I couldn't do that to my liver. It's funny because even with liver cleanses, my liver hasn't been as clean as it is now. And you can see this in the, in the labs, which the AG ratio or the Mm bilirubins and Mm -hmm. the AST. And ALT maybe is the other one. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Mm -hmm. all of that, it used to be high. Now it's low, which means, okay, your liver isn't, overworking itself. Yeah. It's clean. unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, so tonight, I mean, I guess you have, do you, have, do you eat eggs at all? Yes. Every morning I usually do two meals a day. If I'm more hungry, then I'll have three, but smaller portions. Yeah. But most of the time it's two meals a day. Um, for breakfast, every single day it's breakfast, either grass fed patty, hamburger patty or oh. bacon. I, I was going to ask you, Oh, I love uh, bacon's also good in an air fryer, y'all. I haven't tried it, so I have to try it. So, well, it doesn't have the mess all through your kitchen, okay. and I don't like it microwaved. I don't, I don't oh, like no, that no, texture. No, no. Yeah. yeah. No. So, um, I was doing it on my black iron skillet with the shield on it, but it doesn't make a mess. It's in that little thing. Pop it out. Everybody's happy. Um, I usually bake yeah, it. Bacon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did that with pancetta or prosciutto recently okay. that I got at Costco. I got prosciutto okay. at Costco and I got some pork belly and I put the prosciutto in the oven and baked it. Oh my gosh, it was so crunchy, 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 salty. So that's okay, what I sometimes miss. That. So I did have a little palate fatigue about a year ago Okay, and I couldn't eat another ribeye or hamburger patty for a couple of days. It didn't last long. And then I did chicken wings and I did some bacon and prosciutto and then I'm better again. <laughs> you know, you just sometimes have to have a little variety. Yes. No, I believe variety is very important. It is very important. And yeah, for dinner, it's usually ribeyes. However, I'm having that too, to the point where ribeye for me has been more meat and I want more fat. So, so you eat the fat on it. It's, I just have a heart. I mean, I chew it and chew it. I feel like it's not going anywhere. Do you actually what, swallow it? 
Yes, I, I love okay. it. I think the fat's my favorite part. Okay. And my mom doesn't like it either. She's like, I can't even swallow it. I can chew, but I yeah. can't swallow it. I love it. I'm like, how can you not? But everyone is different. I love That's it. Right. I do eat the fat. So now I'm doing, it's either ribeye or picanha every night. Yeah. I like a carnivore hamburger, get two patties, three eggs, get some bacon and just wow. munch on that. It's delicious. Isn't that pork good? Pork belly, I'm... lots of pork belly. Yeah, there's a lot how of How do you cook because... your pork belly then? We usually put it in the oven just to get it to cook a little bit. And then I get it in the pan and just let it cook. Or oh, you also in okay. the air fryer. It's oh. faster. If oh, I good idea. want something faster, yeah, I put it in the air fryer. It makes a bit of, of a mess in the air fryer to clean after, but it's the fastest and easiest way to do it. And it tastes great. Now, are you doing organ meats at all? I want to start incorporating it. A lot of people tell me about yeah. it. The lim- Yeah, the raw liver or liver. I want to. I'm scared, but they say it doesn't taste that bad. It just depends. I do want to start incorporating. Have you had it? I do, do it. Do? I, I do actually the capsules, or I ask my butcher. I have a local butcher that has local grass fed, or sometimes That's they're awesome. grain finished meats, and okay. I ask them to uh, grind it up in the ground beef. Um, but oh. you know, I think it's Liver King. And uh-huh. some others that will get the liver, they freeze it, they slice it, and they eat it, or they get, are y'all sitting down? They get tongue. They get everything. And they say it's delicious. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. on that yet, but <laughs> I just, someone needs to blindfold me and just say, here, have a piece and eat it. I don't like that. I've never liked, liver is one of the, it's the only food I don't like anyway. So that's why <laughs> I use it in the capsules. Have you had chicken heart? No. My husband likes chicken okay. liver, so is chicken okay. heart similar to that? I grew up, I figure the Brazilian daughter-in-law may be. Uh, no, she didn't say anything. Kind of, it's kind of growing up where they do the meat kebabs, right? Spitzes yes, maybe. Yes, yes. They would do chicken hearts, and as a child, I would love them. They have to be grilled, I think. That's the best okay. way. The Brazilian style. And... Then I kind of went off of it when I started going, you know, veganism, stop eating meat at at all costs. But now I'm like, oh, little Victoria was right. She liked those chicken hearts. I think it's just a nice variety, just treat since we're talking about, you know, all the different. Well, you're a great guest. This is a great story from veganism to carnivore. And you're 24. I mean, a sensible girl. 23. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, My old age. Uh, Tell me, what, what do you do for a living? I'm a student. Okay. Going to law school, yes. Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah. I think Good. I'm in the wrong career field, but we'll see. Everyone can use everyone a, a law degree is a good thing to have. It is. It is. It's just a good thing to have. You're mm-hmm. it makes you very hireable. That that's my career <laughs> advice for today. Hey, keep eating and beef. I, you're doing I a great saw job. You're you're a nutritionist coach. I'm a health coach, yeah, certified health, health coach. coach. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I've always thought about it as well. Do like a carnivore coach thing, get into that. You I've should. done a few nutrition courses. Yep. Yes, you should. Um, and Steak and Butter Gal, she has a carnivore community that does a lot of that. There's Dr. Rimka, who's in Atlanta, one of my favorite guests okay. I've ever had. She's a chiropractor who oh. first told me about carnivore. And then uh, the guy from Brian Sanders from Food Lies at Food Lies. 
Um, he's got a film series he's about to drop about how we've been lied to about our foods. And he's the one that told me that the farting cows is only 3%. And he used that term of, you know, the greenhouse gases. But just stay with your community. Stay true to yourself. And it's all going to work out. I'm very proud of you. Good job today. Thank you so much. I've had a lot of fun doing this. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com. Creative.com.